This is Small Changes, Stark Reality on jasoncharles.net. Another episode of Stark Reality. We just keep banging them out. Going to Harlem this time to check in with Logan Grendel. Logan is a dog guru, photographer, activist, urban gardener, magic practitioner, artist, musician, and non-binary black leftist rabble rouser. As he describes himself accurately, he's seven people all at once. This podcast, focused on infinity, covers everything from politics to sex and religion, always with an eye on honesty and authenticity. We get into a number of topics in this extended conversation from, of course, dog walking and gardening, fire spinning, his music background, and a lot of politics, of course within the party community, trans rights, how Zionism weaponizes anti-Semitism, prison conditions and modern day slavery, the Montgomery Mollywop, individualism versus community, debating online trolls and boundaries, basic empathy, both sideism and even video games. Logan gives us a very eclectic playlist of rock, hip hop, soul, electronic, metal and more to reflect his diverse tastes and definitely check his podcast and tiktok vids he's on point so without any further ado logan grendel here on stark reality make sure those here, are, are okay here fully here <laughs> <laughs> um all right how's it going now Pretty that i good. can actually hear you <laughs> how was dinner uh it was fine it was it was uh we went to this like local diner that we've gone to before trying to try out places up here sometimes it's hit and miss this one was definitely both hit and miss at the same time I don't know. How's the, that? Well, it's like kind of like, you know, it's sort of like seafoody kind of hipster diner. Kind of like a nice vibe, funky, but then slightly overpriced. And then they had like the chowder of the day that was quite terrible. I don't know what the hell was going on. Oh, with no. It. it was like super watered down. It was like flavorless. I'm like, how did I pay $9 for this? But uh, Oh, no. The whitefish uh, sandwich was nice. And they had the Rhode Island, uh, what do you call it? Rhode Island calamari, so that's like the calamari instead of the marinara sauce has like hot peppers. 
I guess it's like a thing. It's like a Massachusetts thing, or I guess it's a Rhode Island hmm. thing. I don't know. Huh. It's not that exciting, really. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have to try and amuse yourself up here. You know, life is sl- yeah. life is slower up here. You know, but it's fine. You're uh, in uh, H- Hudson, right? Yeah, I'm up in Hudson. You still up in Harlem? Yeah. Yes. Nice. You've been, how long you yeah. been there now? Um, well, I mean, oh wait, you were here once. Yeah, no, I went to one yeah, of your yeah, parties yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I think that was like one of my one of the um, that was like close to when I first moved in. Um, yeah, I've been here since the first day of 2017. Nice. I remember you had like a garden in the back, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. I grow. I I still grow like, um, okay. Well, I, I grow all <laughs> my own kale, like all of it. Like I don't, you know, um, and that kind of grows up into the winter, right? Like yeah. it grows late in the season, you can still grow it, right? Yeah. In fact, like you know, the it's like best right when like the like that first kiss of fall uh, is when it's like most tender. Midsummer, you know, not. I mean, it's it's good the whole time, honestly. I like I just go out there and I'll just be like watering and munching straight off the fucking <laughs> stalk. <laughs> um, I was what so so the 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 playlist thing you said right? Yeah, I mean that's we we could figure that out later. But basically, you know, it's just something you know, like each podcast episode. There's a few people who kind of didn't want to do it. And it's fine. It's optional. But I know you're kind of a music head, so it's like sidelong to the podcast series yeah there's like there's there's like yeah there's two episodes for each okay for each uh, podcast so one is the interview the other is because i figured you know like you know when i used to have guests on my radio show so i would do a set and then they would do a set but i figured you know it's just a way for to have like a music aspect because i still do some other radio shows at a few other online stations, but I, I can't, you know, it's like they're yeah. hour long shows. So I don't really no, have it's a great idea. So I'm like, hey, great you idea. know, a lot of the people I interview are music heads. I mean, what do you, uh, I know you're making music and stuff, but uh, what are you making or listening to or what kind of inspires you musically? Um, so I, I'm doing an EP, but I'm doing it song by song. And each song is, um, do you want to like record and then you can just figure out, yeah, we're do, recording. Do you have like a format? Oh, oh you're recording. Okay. No, okay. yeah, I'm recording. I have like okay. one of these. Uh, I got this recently. Tascam DR40. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, okay. I had like one I of those Zoom handy H1s, but uh, you know, they're they're all right. Like it was kind of like crappy, and then it it started like it was fine for interviews, but when I was doing music, it was kind of clipping, and so then if I set the sort of audio levels then if you had any quiet parts it would just jack up the volume so it's like super annoying and then i'm like you know i do this professionally let's just get a good (laughs) you know like i bought this recorder like five years ago for 90 dollars like and you know what's amazing is you can get like tascam's a great brand so i got this for like 75 bucks off craigslist and it's a great little recorder so I'm, i'm slowly you know you're slowly like get gear as you need it there's always like endless toys with gear so i just try to like wait till i actually need it you know because otherwise i'm like oh that looks cool then you buy it and never use it or some shit so yeah Yeah, if you can see the mess that's behind me i know exactly what you mean yeah i um i have like so talking about music that i'm doing right now so i'm doing an ep but i'm doing it song by song and each song is a different genre um so there's like a spoken word kind of thing there's like legit a rap song um uh there's 
a the last one is kind of like i don't know neo-industrial it's kind of like nine inch nails meets vast meets god lives underwater um like yeah um and the next one i'm working on now is going to be kind of just like uh guitar and vocals and it's an acoustic version of a song that I wrote like long, long ago, but like super relevant now. So like each song, is, it's it's like basically like a whole musical journey um, with like, and every song is completely the fuck different from each other. Because, um, you know, I've, I've been like a rock kid, basically, you know, rock, goth, that, you know, punk, um, hardcore, post-hardcore really was like my like main wheelhouse, um, kind of like the edge of metal. Uh, but now I'm kind of like, now I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, I've been listening to everything most of my life. So I'm like, I'm just gonna do everything now. And so I decided to just do it all myself. Um, so like I got, um, a Volca sample and like made my own beats for the last song and like the, you know, the next ones that are coming. And I obviously play guitar and I play bass. I taught, I had to teach myself how to play bass again because I kind of hadn't played in a minute. Well, I mean, it's not obvious to me. I was just going to ask you if you, you played all that stuff. That's crazy. So did you come up like as a kid playing instruments or how did you kind of get into uh, learning music, like music, yeah. playing music instruments? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, so, I mean, I started in, you know, started in the church, like most black kids uh, who were like, in, I mean, I was in church, like so many days a week, and I was on the choir and did all that sort of thing. So that was like, and then um, I was, I actually did acting and commercials and TV and shit. And I did theater. Um, See, I don't I know. Like, I, I've known you for a minute. I didn't know anything about this. That's wild. No, I, I'm, I'm like six or seven different people. And a lot of people don't know much because it's like, pretty compartmentalized. compartmentalized okay yeah yeah you know it's like a lot of people only know me as like the dog person the person who like helps them train their dog or who walks their dog or who like taught them how to get their dog to stop doing this thing and like some people only know me from burner scene or from parties and or from like play parties and um yeah i, I wear a lot of hats but i've been doing music my whole like music acting um you know all that shit like pretty much my whole life um uh, and I, I mean, I've been, so how did I learn instruments? I was in bands in high school, starting in high school and like through, you know, since basically since high school. Um, but I was mostly just a front person. Uh, and then I started playing some guitar. Then after, um, after high school, college, that fiasco, my, my main bands, uh, Voice of a Secret and, and Villains Lament, I like played guitar and sang or just played guitar and rhythm and like a tiny bit of lead. But my 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 bestie, who was the um, the main guitarist of the band, he's like he's amazing. You know, he, we we've been friends actually since we were like 13 or 14 years old. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but some of it some of it's new. Like I had not ever made a, uh, a rapper hip hop, even though I've been like a hip hop fan uh, for a long time since I like figured some shit out. So um, how are you actually making like, say the more dancer uh, hip hop tracks are you using like a, like a Ableton or some sort of program like that? Um, so the first one I did, I have um, there's this dude named uh, Audible Doctor. 
um, who I became buddies with actually just like there was a coffee shop that I used to go to on my dog rounds every day. And I just got to talking to one of the guys who worked at the coffee shop uh, and he made beats. And I was like, you know what? I want to do this thing. Like, do you have any like beats just laying around? He's like tons. So he sent me like a whole bunch of them. And so I just used his beat for the first one. Um, and then now I got the vocal sample and like, I don't know Ableton, um, even like I do know like recording and production, but it's more from like a rock end of things. So I literally like play it on the vocal sample and record it as a track. Yeah. And so you're then... almost doing like four track type of stuff or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah, old yeah. school shit. That's, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Up, I mean, upgraded since I'm using like, you know, audition you know, so it's definitely a little more than four tracks, but but same but same sort of ethos, absolutely. Right, just right, me right. in my room, just recording everything. Nice, nice. That's awesome. And yeah, people, you know, that's I do kind of know that aspect of you. You've been you've been doing the whole dog walking thing. In fact, you have some like hilarious profile pictures, like you're pimped out with like six dogs, like real classic, yeah. classic <laughs> shit. It's it's absolutely hilarious. It's like yeah, this I got this handled, son. You know, know what I'm doing? <laughs> I can take care of all your dogs yeah. at the same time. No, it was like hilarious. I saw some of those pics. I'm like, yep, he's a pro. He's a pro. I, I, honestly, I've been like, I, it's funny. Um, sometimes walking like five or six dogs is easier than walking one or two. Because like when Do they kind of all to... go in line kind of thing, like it's a it's a pack thing. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, they they like they get into a groove and like it's easier to just kind of like get in the flow. However, if they all want to go after the same thing, then you're in some shit. <laughs> <laughs> they all decide they want the same squirrel or like oh, so, somehow a rabbit decides it's going to go hopping down fucking Adam Clayton Powell Boulevard. Like <laughs> you got to got to drop your center of gravity or you're just going to turn into a. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not like you're like in the wind, right? You got to like hold yeah, back exactly. and shit. <laughs> like fly oh, behind man. this bunch of dogs. <laughs> that would go viral real fast. <laughs> but yeah, you've been you've been doing that for a long time, right? Yeah, I've been doing that um for oof, more than a decade. So, um it started when I got my since I since like 2011ish, around 2011. Um so yeah, yeah, a good minute. Yeah. And so, you know, and uh you know, I met you I guess through the sort of burner scene. I guess I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I have known you for a minute, but like, I'm, I, it's one of those things where it does become a blur. All the parties, you know. <laughs> yeah, I. But, you I, know, I, I was I was listening to some of your interviews and stuff, and I totally forgot this. You used to do a lot of photography too, right? Uh yeah. I'm also a photographer. I'm a visual artist. That was how. That was what I did at um, burner events. Primarily was I. I did. Yeah, photo I remember that. At, yeah. I've, I. In fact, I have so many fucking pictures just sitting there i should make like a little book or like a retrospective i guess like ask people for their permission and just like make a book well um, remember that 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 uh you know what you know last night's party like that site because i i used to shoot for a minute and then i haven't done anything from the photos a lot of them are from like the late 2000s yeah. early 2010s and i have this joke i'm like gonna put up like last decade's party <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah 10 years later here remember that picture i took of you in 2009 i'm finally yeah. putting it up on a site you know but yeah i'm sure you're sitting on a zillion pictures of people in crazy costumes or whatever from like 10 years i mean i'm sure people would love to see that shit right about now because like 10 years ago we were we were doing we were just doing the thing 
like it was like full fucking swing like for a while i mean i kind of fell off as my business grew because i just could like i was working like 12 14 hours a day and like when i started hiring people and expanding the business i was just like i can't and then like then you know social politically i sort of broke off from that group as well so it kind of all just went that way but like you know yeah we're talking like you know I mean, the burner parties kind of graduated and well, it, like morphed into kind of like play parties, but like they're, they've always been attached, you know, but yeah. like, um, but like started just, yeah, costume cult and disorient, like every one of their parties. And um, even like, I think maybe, honestly, maybe we met, um, I feel like you were spinning it Rublat or something. Yeah, I was. Uh, you did Rublat because I, I was, th I was one of their main DJs for a while and I even used to book for them. A yeah, I mean, I think I think I I feel like I have a distant memory, and of course, uh, allegedly I was not sober at all, so <laughs> my memory is a little fucked. Allegedly, allegedly, hey, um, <laughs> but um, I remember having a conversation with you about hooping. Yeah, because I was hooping like near the DJ booth, and then like we just started chatting. I, I that's like the first memory that I have of you. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no, I was I still like hula hoop on occasion. I kind of need to get back into it, but uh it's uh it's fun. It's one of those things that's very addicting, like getting into flow arts. It's sort of dancing with objects in a way. And uh yeah. you know, of course, I used to go to Burns and you know, see like the fire spinners and all that stuff and I'd be like, whatever, you know, but then when you start doing it, there's actually like a kind of kinetic feeling and it's uh it's in it's interesting. It kind of teaches yeah. you movement in a way because the weight of the object you're playing with and even like the different kinds of things from staff or poi, they all have kind of a different sensibility. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun. It is fun. Absolutely. I haven't, I mean, I haven't hooped or anything in a while. I, I, I did staff, but like I, I could never really get switch over from like combat staff to flow staff. So like when I'm doing staff, it looks like I'm fighting somebody invisible more than like just... No, and I mean, you know, people use it. rope dart as like, you know, fire spinning and that's... There is a, yeah. there is a crossover between like martial arts and, and it is some, kind of some of the same sort of movements, but obviously, you know, sort of applied in a different way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I did fire sword for a while, um, but like you got to... <laughs> it's just so much fire. Oh yeah, that those that fire sword is hot. I knew some people that that f with that, and I was all, and that's the other thing too. When you're fire spinning, because I've done some of that too, with some some of those things that actually is pretty hot. Like I mean, for the most part, you're safe. But then when you first, especially when you first light it up and all yes. the oil is still on it, it's like you're <laughs> under the heat lamp, you know, and you're like, okay, it's gonna last maybe five minutes, maybe you know, ten minutes at the most, but. Yeah, in the very beginning, it it can be. It's like you're kind of holding a hot pan a little bit. Yeah, maybe. absolutely, absolutely. And you know, look, of course, every time anybody ever does any of that, they are totally sober, and it's not dangerous at all. Um, yeah, just but... make sure you're not wearing a uh, synthetic clothes because those, uh, if they burn, they tend to melt to your skin. You know. So oh yeah, okay. yeah. That was. You want to be I, smart about it, care. you know. And the hair. I'm and not missing. We're not burning my hair. No, no, baby. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to trying to keep that as long as I I got it. <laughs> no, it's hilarious. But uh, and you know. One of the, and one of the reasons beyond just uh, you being a very cool guy is, uh, you know, I've been following you. You've been, like, basically posting a lot, you know, kind of developing a whole podcast series and TikTok. And, 
you know, it's just, yeah, it's interesting. You've really kind of put a lot of like good messages out there. And uh, we were kind of talking about this the other day in terms of I've been kind of drifting a little bit from some of the politics from these kind of party scenes because it's just, yeah, it's just kind of trying to, you know, you still want to be a party person and have fun and you're not, you know. I think that's yeah. actually an important part of the revolution is making time to dance and have fun and, and do your own thing Absolutely. and be a freak or whatever. But at the same time, like having some kind of consciousness behind it. So, you know, I, yes. pl- I applaud your efforts. You're doing a lot of cool shit out there, you know. Thank you. I I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to. I, you know, just at a certain point, it just became intolerable to me to not say anything about everything that's going on like that's really all we can do is basically bear witness to what's really happening and like not only to bear witness but to like show people and make it impossible to ignore because you know charitably if i'm being charitable like the world the system makes it really easy to just go along to get along and ignore all the bad stuff that's happening to just like, well, I got to live. Well, I got to make money. Well, I got, you know, and it, and it just all becomes super individualistic and that's how they get us. Yeah. And then even, and then even within these party scenes, then it's like, you're not thinking about what's going on in the world because you're getting ready for the next party, which obviously there's nothing wrong with that intrinsically. But when there's just a lot of like horrible shit happening in the world, then there's something yeah. kind of a little twisted about it when it's like so much of one thing and not anything of the other thing. It's, you know, like I kind of made this yeah. analogy before, but there's like that Terry and Terry Gilliam film Brazil or whatever. And at one point, you know, they're in a mall at a fancy restaurant and there's a bombing going on. And then, yeah. you know, they still keep, you know, they still keep eating their meal and they put the screens up, you know, like, you know, it's like a <laughs> no. sort of postmodern yeah. like world, yeah. you know, and it's just like it, it kind of just reminds me of a lot going on is you you'll have like people at some festival or at some party while there's also absolutely ridiculous oppression and and you know going on around the world and it's like are you gonna have your fancy meal while you know there's literally yeah. just a little screen there you know it, yeah. it might be thousands of miles away but it's still like people kind of putting up their blinders on shit and it does as you said it, it kind of mm. gets infuriating to me after a while i'm just like come on man <laughs> that and that that's it it's like i really feel like there there is an aspect I, I, totally plus one to everything you said and also like yeah it gets me that a lot of people have this america is really really weirdly right-wing and people don't get how far right-wing it is even people who consider themselves liberal or like even progressive whatever like it, and and one of the ways that that seeps into people is the like that you know that calvinistic work ethic and like everything's sinful and like if you're like if you'd like to go party there's something wrong with you and all that kind of stuff and like no that's not it right but the thing that makes it bad is that when people who are you know they have they're 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 able-bodied they have energy they have creativity but they're only putting it towards having fun for themselves like you said, it's it, it, at a certain point, it's just kind of twisted. It's like, we're supposed to be the people who are like, you can do that, have the fun, do the party, but also understand that you are like, you're, you are the people who could be helping other people. You know, you could be bringing joy and like, and ameliorating the lives of people who are suffering 
everywhere else and don't get to have the same opportunities as you to enjoy and explore yourself. You know, it's like definitely you want to have a mixture of the two. There's what is that quote? Like, I, I don't want any revolution where they will not be dancing. Um, yeah, exactly. That is, That's what I'm talking about. I forget who, who said that. But yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because it's like, I, you know, there, there's a weird puritanism that like, like, like we were talking about the other day. People talk shit about Burning Man for the wrong reasons. It's exactly, like, it's like yes. oh, it's so weird. And like, what are these people doing? Like dancing around in these weird costumes. I'm like, they're having a fucking ball. They're being free. They're doing, they're, they're, they're you know, they are like enjoying the one fucking life we get. Maybe you should try it. However, <laughs> however, on the other end of that, like taking millions and millions of, of dollars and setting it on fire while the world is literally on fire, not a good look. Yeah, not or even look. or even that, you know, Burning Man having a regional burn in Israel, you know? I mean, just <laughs> like shit like that, you know? Ding! Yes. The, the radically yes. inclusive apartheid. I mean, that's the shit that annoys me, <laughs> oh, not a bunch shit. of hippies dancing to yet another Tech House track or whatever, you know? It's just like... <laughs> Right, right, right. You know, and yeah. that, that, I mean, it's like, yeah, <laughs> people people having fun is, you know, that's what you were talking about, that Calvinism the other day. I forgot you had, like, a term, but it was like, yeah, you know, it's like these people are like, Quiet oh, Calvinism. yeah, they're just so crazy and they're such freaks. It's like, you know what, let people be freaks. Let people have a good time. You yes. know, it's more like it's just it's that without the consciousness of what's going on in the world or even what their own event that they're at is doing around the world. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. that's kind of like more of like the issue or even just, you know, like thinking like Burning Man is a green event. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Green with dollars. Even the slides like, oh, Burning Man is just like tech bros and rich people and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, these events change a little bit. And, you know, but it's also you could say that for every city. Like, are you not going to visit San Francisco or? Or, or New York City because there's a bunch of tech bros and rich people yeah. there. Like, I still go and have fun in those places. You find the places you want to go. Even at Burning Man, you can find the places you want to go and the people yeah. you want to hang out with, and you can have a good time, you know. And, and, like, my attitude in general is, like, why should I let these rich assholes keep me from going to a place I've wanted to go to for a long time, uh, that I go to for a long time and, and have fun at? But, you know, yeah. but yeah, but some of the principles behind it and even like what happens is, you know, kind of like you, especially, you know, like whatever, 13, 14 years ago, like starting to post about Palestine and other random things. And then all of a sudden, all these DJs and party people that I've known for many years that I was friends with, you know, Facebook or whatever, you know, yeah. all of a sudden started coming after me. You know, yep. and it's yep. and, and, you know, the first couple of years I used to argue now I'm just like, no. And I actually appreciate one of your TikToks where you're like, you know, people like if you think this is a safe space, it's not like in terms of like arguing or like, yeah, I don't want to like the debate club is closed. Yeah. Like, I yeah. really do not want to <laughs> talk about certain things like get off my fucking lawn. Like, no, it's just absolutely a, it's one of There's those weird things where it's kind of normalized because it's like. Oh, you know, let's say you get engaged or something. Everyone, like, you get whatever, a zillion comments. Congratulations, or you did this. Like, some, so some people tend to comment, but then because there's this sort of, like, normalization of commenting, then if it's something they don't agree with, they think, oh, the comments are there. Right. Let's debate. Right, right. And it's kind of like, it's just been a long road to be like, no, you know, I, f I feel like we're still kind of in the infa infamous, in 
infancy, <laughs> infancy of like of uh, social infancy. <laughs> yeah, you know, of social media where people haven't really figured out all the social graces. Like, you know what? I think like arguing mm. on social media is a complete waste of time for the most part in the comment section of putting things. You know? Yeah, I feel like whenever don't I want do it, choose you know? to, yeah, I, I totally. Some I feel like whatever do, I. You know? Like, whenever I choose to engage with somebody, first of all, it's got to be from a point of, like, I'm not going to engage with somebody who is, like, just a racist or just a transphobe. Or just, like, if you're just saying fucked up shit, I'm like, no, there's no platform exactly. for you, no time for you, get the fuck out. But if it's somebody who is, like, misinformed, I, but here's the thing, for me, I don't view it as arguing with the person. What I'm doing is providing talking points for people who are watching to give to other people when they have these conversations in meat space because like i feel like one of the th one of the reasons that i started getting just doing so much on social media is i'm like you know the funny thing is that like people lo love to say stuff like oh the internet isn't real social media isn't real this is not and i'm like y'all y'all sound like your boomer parents yeah like, no that's true. we are on social media two what one two three four five hours a day most of us even those of us who are not content creators it's real and behind every one of these profiles right well with the exception of some who are obviously bots whatever like there's real people there and like one of the ways that one of the reasons that i love it so much is that like like people have even the idea that the best organizing is done in person and that the best way to reach people is in person and i just disagree i feel like you when you are in person having a conversation or an argument or a debate with someone that like pride gets in the way right and so like it becomes about wanting to win which is one of the reasons i don't engage in debate with like certain people online but when somebody is like you know they're they're laying in bed half asleep and you post something about something they've never heard about before, they are actually receptive. They're willing to learn, they're willing to listen, and they are like in a position where they can hear something and take it to heart and then maybe make a change in their own life. And the number of times that like, you know, I mean, it doesn't happen often enough, but like the number <laughs> of times that people have come back, like, and it's always like five years later and be like, hey, you know, like we were, we were having this conversation like five, six years ago. And like, you know, I, I read up on what you're talking about. And it's like, yeah, actually, you had a good point. And I'm like, I wish you had said that back then, but it's OK. I'll take it. I will take it <laughs> because yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, better, I, I think, better now than never. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day, that it's like you're not always going to get the closure you want. And uh, but at the yes. same time, if it, I also don't look at it as like some like, oh, you have to change mass amounts of people, even if you can just get it out to some people that are like, oh, wow, yes. there is somebody out there talking about this because I just feel like a l at least a lot of the stuff I post, it's just it's just really underreported. And a lot of times on purpose, because, of course, Western media is just another tool of western imperialism so the fourth estate it works for the the vulture class there's yeah, just no other way about it they're not going to talk they're not going to talk about what they don't want to talk about you know which a lot of times is all the fucked up shit they're doing <laughs> you know? yeah so. yeah absolutely absolutely oh my god so true it's it, and and people are unwilling to hear it in a lot of ways and like the worst thing is that a lot of the stuff that they won't report on on the mainstream outlets you get people who are like where did you hear that 
and you'll like provide a direct source, but it's like, they're like, oh, I've never heard of this person. Like it, it and the New York Times didn't report on it. So like, this yeah. is not valid. I mean, this and it's is like, part of course the... they're not gonna report on it. I mean, this is part of the reason, again, I've drifted from some of these debates, because a lot of times, again, like talking about Palestine, you know, and yeah, right. all the mainstream right. media is lockstep with the State Department. So, yep. you know, and, but that seems like, oh, that's the trusted news. I mean, it's a very good trick. It's a very it good really con. Is. Like people are still very con. And then you post stuff from, you know, news outlets that have been around for a while that are super legitimate, like Electronic yeah. Intifada or something. And they're like, yeah, well, it has Intifada in its name. It's like they're, it's like it's almost right. like people are so fucking clueless that it's right. again, it's it's sort of pointless to. You know, I, that's why I kind of take a more of a harsh attitude because, again, like certain topics like Palestine, you just get so many trolls. And then you kind of realize yeah, you got after, you. you know, I used to actually argue with some of these people just to, again, show other people just how all these things are just repeated bullshit talking points. But then yeah. at a certain point, it's like, you know, those people never. It's It's kind of yeah. like part of the whole debate thing is drawing you into wasting your time and then kind of exhausting yourself. And so That's then, it. you know, and part of the reason I'm even doing these podcasts is just trying to do something beyond that because I don't want to just sit and argue with people all day long on social media and X amount of people see it or whatever, you know, or, or sometimes yeah. people even bait you into kind of getting into insults which then they can report you and say, oh, see, he's a difficult character yes. and you get banned or even shadow banned or whatever. So it's like there's also kinds of insidious little games too that's also a reason sometimes not feeding you know don't feed the trolls you know what i mean yeah you're you're so right and i i definitely have had to learn some lessons about getting goaded by people but you know the i i will say that it is like and the stuff that you talk about is super valuable because people are really in denial Honestly, a lot of it, because like, I, you know, as, as a person who is like, I am against anti-Semitism, like, I, in fact, as a person who like, I, I grew up in New York, um, I went to a predominantly Jewish high school, like most of my close, close friends were Jewish, like just whatever. And so like fighting anti-Semitism has been a thing that like I've had to do like against black people. You know what I mean? Like, be like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing anti-Semitism here. However, then you get into like criticism of Israel, and that being conflated with anti-Semitism when we it's like, you know, we weaponized, weaponized, literally weaponized. A absolutely, absolutely. And it's like, like I'm, you know, uh, there's no way to like fight against somebody who wants to like be disingenuous and that's really that's the problem is that a lot of people are just being disingenuous i'm like if like I honestly at, i, I would debate most... anyone if they were being genuine about it no and, and and you know like what you're saying when you're trying to just engage people to kind of educate them if they're coming from a genuine place but the, my problem is i think i've just dealt with so many disingenuous people that i'm just yeah. like anyone coming in i'm like you're probably yeah. I'm going to roll the dice and 99 times out of 100, you are being disingenuous. So protect like, your you peace, know. baby. That's, you know, no, yeah. <laughs> no, listen, listen, sometimes I have blocked people and then thought later like, oh, well, maybe I had them. Whatever, whatever, whatever. What is it? The Pet block petty, button petty is Petty pentagrass, you know, <laughs> petty pentagrass. <laughs> 
<laughs> my god i love it no yes. i'm just saying yeah no, you know I, listen no I'm quick with the block man but i, I call I it the bug time. zapper you know z- the b- <laughs> <laughs> zap you motherfuckers no, no they gotta but, go no. they gotta go <laughs> Listen, we'll work it out later. You no, know, but that, DM me. you hit the nail on the head, in my opinion. A lot of the shit is, it's just they're disingenuous. And what do you, what, what, who is the fool when who is in, keeps engaging with someone who's disingenuous? Then you're being gone. You're That's wasting it. your time because whatever you say, they're already like laughing because it's like, wow, you're actually engaging with me. You're definitely losing because you're wasting your yeah. time. Yeah, I'll just keep going. I'll just keep saying bullshit. And that's I think the nature of bullshit, even what you're saying where people don't want to see it is that's the insidious thing is they can just keep making anything up. So it's just endless rabbits out of the hat. Well, actually, this happened and this and it's like all bullshit. It's all made up. (laughs) Yeah, it might change from one day to the next, too. And then that's the truth. Their truth. There's a saying I don't remember exactly who said it, but um, uh, she said, um, one of the main and I'm, I'm private phrasing it obviously because I don't remember the the saying exactly, but it was to the extent of one of the biggest purposes of white supremacy is to waste your time, and I tie wow. capitalism, capitalism, white supremacy, misogyny, transphobia, homophobia, all of it. It's it's all just different heads of the same hydra. It's just like you know. And I was talking about this recently. The, the funny thing is that like people love to talk about how stuff is a distraction. And don't realize that they're the ones being distracted by not being willing to talk about it. Like, because, like, it's like people are like, oh, yeah, all that gay shit is a distraction. All this gender stuff is a distraction. Oh, yeah, we were talking about this. That's right. No, it's fucked up. I mean, even what's crazy is literally uh, Cornell West was on Jimmy Dore. I haven't seen the whole clip. But then, you know, and Jimmy Dore has some good journalists on there's st- i'll definitely check him here and there but then occasionally it's like the guy just annoys me he's get he can be really corny and he's like why are you focusing so much on white supremacy when it's like a class thing and it's like it's almost like it's not an either or thing you know and yeah, and i'm, I'm kind of sick of this framing and we were kind of talking about this the other day where people are like well we can't worry about trans issues right now because we're going to have a nuclear war because of Ukraine, which is like, fine. Yeah, we shouldn't have a nuclear war with Ukraine. But also, how many states are passing anti-trans laws right now Thank and you. whatever? It's and, like, yes. why can't we fucking care about this shit? You know, and I, I just and, it's hard for me to organize absolutely. with bigots. I don't know, man. I can't see. it. Well, that's, you know? here's the thing. It is impossible to organize with bigots. And what what's happening now is the same mistake as was made in previous rises of fascism. And I, I have my theory about this is that. People don't understand that the nuclear family, that the idea, family before everything else, and people find this very challenging, but I really invite people to think about it. Family above everything. If you're defining family on the terms of the current culture, right, you're talking about the lineage of essentially some white dude's last name, right? No, even if you're a black person, it's probably some white dude's last name in, in America, at least, right? So you're talking about these lineages and protecting these lineages and protecting the people of that lineage above anybody else because you share DNA with them, right? So a lot of these people will have family members who they're like, well, I love my uncle Jim, but he's a horrible racist. So how can I work with my uncle Jim? They're not thinking, how can we be successful in making a better world? They're thinking, how can I protect my family and still maybe get some gains? And that is always a losing proposition. You can't unify with people who are willing to see other people killed or at least would do nothing if that happened. 
that is that's a red line right and people don't realize that like even if they're otherwise good-hearted people you have to understand that some people are irredeemable and going back to the other thing you said about like you know having like forgetting about trans issues or for some people it's like oh we can't worry about all this race stuff we got to worry about the class issues not realizing i always say this right the way i put it is this my saying to black capitalists is how the fuck are you a black capitalist when your black ass would have been the capital a couple hundred years ago okay that don't make no sense capitalism is born out of slavery black people were the capital that built this country it is not an old thing it is not uh, like unconnected transphobia the reason that trans rights are so important is because a lot of the uh, pre-colonial notions of gender were erased so that everything could fit into the white supremacist, Calvinist, Christian notion of what a family is supposed to be so that, why? It was easier to package, easier to keep the lineages straight, easy to make the, the society built the way that it, like they wanted it to be. And that doesn't include gender variation, but that doesn't mean that it hasn't existed since people have existed it's always existed and the problem is that every time so um i I think we're talking about this but i feel like it's it's worth repeating the magnus hirschfeld institute yeah i couldn't remember the name of it the in you know the 30s germany or whatever 30s germany yeah the whole the whole thing about first they came for the socialists right that's not true first they came for the trans people and they were successful They came for the trans people. They came for the gay people. They burned every book in the Magnus Hirschfeld Institute, which was about gayness and transness. It was a, it was like one, it was the best science. Some of the best science that humans have put together. And it's crazy when you think about the time when that was happening, like how ahead of the time it was. And then again, you got these fucking psycho fascists. You know. And you have these psycho fascists and they, and everybody talks about Nazi book burnings without talking about what books they were burning. They were burning the books on trans people. And what, what happened? Because they were able to do that with everybody's blessing, that's how they consolidated the power to go after everybody else. Because once they get the trans things on trans laws on the books, then they can extend that into like mental health and say it's me- the trans, like the trans thing is mental health. And then once they have mental health as the thing that they can go after people for, then they, they do some drapetomania shit. Where they say like, oh, you know what? This person is too concerned with global warming. It's a mania. They should be institutionalized. Well, they even, use it, each thing and keep creeping into our rights. Yeah, and, and the trans issues are of course going to slide into gay rights and slide into women's rights. And you know, they still haven't even codified, you know, Roe versus Wade. So it's like and they're not going to. Yeah, because it's always like a carrot to keep voting for a neoliberal Democratic Party. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. You know, you have yeah. fascists on one side, but then you have the other side that doesn't do anything either. So then it's like, what kind of democracy is this? It's it's exactly it's a shit show. It's a clown show. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, as it, again, the you know, as challenging as people find it, like the Democrats and the Republicans, they work together. I don't. I and whatever's in their hearts, I don't care about what's in their hearts. I care about what their function is. And like the way I put it is that you have. Um, you know, the Republicans are arsonists. They're the ones that are running around setting everything on fire, just throwing flames. The Democrats are the people with the fire extinguishers, but they have them under lock and key. 
and they won't let you use them unless you fill out the right paperwork in triplicate means, and means that testing. never happens means testing forever exactly exactly so it's like you have the people who are supposed to be helping you that won't help you and the people who are destroying you and the worst part is that the people who are you know the arsonists and the people with the fire extinguishers are friends they're the same class. They're yachting together. Their children are going to the same schools. They have a vested interest in protecting each other more than they do the people who they're supposed to be serving. Well, it's a classic okie doke because then, you know, basically anyone who's not a fascist, then it's like, okay, well, we'll give you our neoliberal candidate and we'll maybe slow down the fires for a little bit. But, you know, that's yeah. a way to kind of even like what Bernie is doing now. It's like, okay. You know, in 2016, yeah. I had issues with Bernie on, on some of his foreign policy things, but I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, what? You know, he's definitely better than anybody else. But now I look at him and I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah, so nah, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's honestly it's, it's, it's sad. It's, yeah, because you know, I was saying this with uh, my friend on my last podcast. It's like, how are you uh, gonna gonna basically promote the people who fucked you, who stabbed you in the back? You yeah. know, I, it's just like, I, I think we, we need fighters, you know, even like Corbin, you know, you're talking about like how how Zionism weaponizes anti-Semitism, you know, tries to conflate yeah. like all Jews are Zionists, which in itself, if you think about it, is kind of an anti-Semitic comment because it's 100%. basically, yeah. you know, I, my mom's Jewish. I mean, I was I didn't grow up like a Jewish faith. I'm definitely not a Zionist. Like, why should you assume that every Jewish should be a Zionist? But then. Based on that, then what happens is any criticism of Israel can now be labeled this whole thing. And that's how, how they yes. kind of like went after Corbyn, who has always been like an anti-racist. You know, he's not a perfect yeah. politician, but he's definitely like way, way left in terms of mainstream yeah. politicians of anybody. And then, yeah. you know, and people like Boris Johnson wrote total like Islamophobic fucking stories when he was like a journalist and whatever. But no, mm -hmm. the focus is on Corbyn, you know, because, of course, yeah. they can't even have someone who's even remotely going to slow down the war machine, you know? Liberals hate socialists more than they hate fascists. That's how it always is, and that's why the fascists always take power. Yeah, but uh, as uh, with Stanley, who writes for Electronic Intifada, he has, he has a really good book on this, which I want to read. It just came out. But basically, mm -hmm. I think the problem is with Corbyn and Bernie is... They don't fight back, and we really need fighters. You know, I mean, I'm hopefully yeah. like you know, Cornell West can push back against the shit because you you're gonna have a smear mach machine against you, but you have to know that all their smears are bullshit. So you just have to basically stand and call bullshit. And if you don't, if you kind of go along with it, like Corbyn tried to appease them, or Bernie even bought into some of the sort of RussiaGate bullshit, and then. Yeah. Guess what? Now you get torpedoed because then they'll just they're never going to relent once you kind of like ease and like, oh, yeah, maybe uh, we can work on anti -Semitism. It's like it's all bullshit. It's like that's how I look at like these Facebook trolls. It's like you're letting the Facebook trolls dictate your page in a sense, like their their, their campaigns. You're letting trolls dictate your campaign. You can't do that. You know? Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I have I have a slightly I mean, let me put it like this. I rode hard for Bernie uh in 2015 2016 absolutely because he is the best politician we've ever had a shot at having in power that's just like it, it is it is what it is right right um but uh and and i will say this um i will always have a soft spot in my heart for that person 
because if it wasn't for him, like Bernie radicalized so many people. That movement was such a moment of like hope and also of like learning. And like the fact that he, I mean, whether people more like to argue about whether or not he ever was really a socialist than they do like to understand the fact that he single-handedly destigmatized the word socialist for a, a generation of Americans. Like it was unacceptable to even say socialism or communism or even talk about it. And it's like, you could just use it as, a, as an insult. You know, you just say like, oh, you socialist. And people would be like, oh, I'm not a socialist. You know what I'm saying? And he changed that. Like, like Mans did a lot. However, he capitulated. And I think a lot of it is like, you know, I'm just looking also at like, he is not a young person. You know, at a certain point, he just got got. And it's sad. And I don't fuck with him anymore. But also, I mean, not not that I fuck with any person in politics at this point. At this point, it's like, yeah, it's n- a, none of them. I don't think them. people should I, give money to politicians. Like I said, I might give some money to Cornell West, I, but I really do not advocate. You know, give to to mutual aid groups. Give to give to like the, you know, stop cop city people. You know, like yes. that's that's like the kind of shit yes. that people should be putting their money into instead of like, yes. you know, some of these performative you know, leftist, quote unquote, like AOC or whatever, that might cry at the kids in cages. But then once Biden gets in office, it's like, oh, yeah, right. what, like, and they're still there, you know, they're still all there. that might, you know, so it's like, that's what gets kind of like, again, talking about disingenuine. It's just not very genuine. And it's like, no, why should but you, I mean, you know, I totally. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. And, and but here for me, like, I'm never giving money to a politician again, period, because I'm thinking even like, even if Cornell West becomes president, it's like I don't, the I don't believe in the American Empire. I like I don't like what what and, and and we are out of time, in my opinion, for any like measures that don't get don't get me wrong. I vote in every single election because I believe in playing every piece on the board. It doesn't take me that much time. I I vote in every election even just so I can like yell at liberals when they're like, well, did you vote? Yes. Now let's keep talking about the real issues. Okay. Yes, I did vote. So now like now you got to listen to me. You can't just broom me out of the conversation. But like, like, I don't have any illusions that me going and like ticking a box once every year, two years, four years is actually going to change anything materially. And the fact that people do is weird to me. Right. It's like the, it's you a lot of programming. Who, There's a lot of programming. It, it really know? is a lot of programming. It's true. They, they and, and, and people like don't see how much power we have in like that's one of the things that's so great about all the strikes that are happening, even yeah, though unions. I will say this unions. Fantastic. But people also got to remember, even a union is still only negotiating with the capitalists. It's still it's still working with the power structure. We're, we got to talk things like like actual general strikes, like mutual, like widespread and durable mutual aid through every city. We're talking like, I mean, things like the community fridges that popped up. That's what I'm talking about. Stuff where people know how they can get fed, how they can get childcare, how they can build community, how they can like. That's why I, you know, I teach people how to grow gardens. Um, I like I literally produce my own vegetables. Yeah, you had like a guest that was a gardener or whatever. Uh, I think I ch- I checked one of the podcasts. I'm trying to remember her name, but yeah. you guys were talking, and she wasn't even gardening for that long. But uh, you know, I think she was talking yeah, no, about I mean, like just even the amount of shishito peppers you'll get off one, you know, one bush or whatever. No, but I mean, it's kind yeah. of it's cool, you know. Like again, all that kind of stuff. I think, yeah, it's just 
trying to kind of counter this any way you can and looking beyond just electoral politics as the answer because that is something that's thrust on us and then that so there's that whole like well did you vote and it's like okay did you and then what happened we're still in the shit right right so maybe there has to be something beyond even they're never going to tell you you know again it's another quote i forget who it is but it's like the people in power they're never going to like give you the tools you to to take to dismantle the house the you know that's right that's you right. Know, you can't you, use the master's tools to dismantle the mas- master's house. They're not going to give it to you. You got to grab it. And it's like, I mean, I don't know exactly. Yes. I'm still, uh, you know, I'm yes. still, you know, however way that is. I'm not a particularly great organizer or whatever, but we do, I think, have to look beyond just simple electoral politics, you know. Uh, absolutely. Electoral politics is, a, is in the end a dead end. It's where like a lot of movements go to die. And the change that has always come, even if it is through, like, you know, the civil rights legislation that got signed, that was not because of voting. That was because of years and years of on the ground work, direct action. And we're talking both like peaceful actions and violent actions, right? Because there's always going to be both. You and, and, and here's the thing like people who fetishize the violent revolution, like y'all are a little weird because we're talking about, that's gonna be like 1% or less of what needs to be done. Most of the work that needs to be done is feeding people, clothing people, housing people. Most of the work of a revolution is care work and love work, right? We're like, it's, it's education. It's like showing people what could exist outside of what happens right now. And like things like things like small space garden, like I grow enough food for three people in like half of a backyard in a bunch of repurposed six, uh, five gallon buckets that I got from stores. I mean, some of them I bought online, but like a lot of them I got from like outside restaurants on garbage day, you know, just poke some holes in them, put some soil in and, and, and eat. You know, and like I and I share those with my that, that's how I meet some of my neighbors. Like I'm not just like a chat kind of person. Like I'm pretty introverted in person, despite how it might appear. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I have like neighbors that I trade every year. We trade seeds, we trade plants or like there's there's like a couple of elders who live on my block uh, who live just in my neighborhood when I'm out of my dog rounds. Um, it's one person named Miss Carol. Shout out to Miss Carol. Like I, when I see her, if I have a chance, like we obviously we chat, but then I'll be like, oh, it's it's harvest time. Let me get some herbs and some kale see, that's and classy. some that's lamb super quarters. Classy. I mean that, but th- like that's that's the work of revolution, is actually doing shit. And, it's and, not and, and letting that, other people do shit for you. And also, just even going back to what we were talking about with party scenes and that kind of hyper individualism. You know, it's like kind yeah. of going back then you're kind of missing the community aspect. That's you it. Know? That's it. And that's, that's an, it. that is an aspect of like, you know, just that we all are in this together unless, you know, we're all billionaires sitting at a smoking table. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but right. the rest of us, you know, are kind of in the same boat to a certain degree. And uh, it, it, I think there is yeah. an aspect of society that's like, oh, it's just you against some gigantic government entity or whatever. And I think it's supposed to make us feel kind of helpless. And that's, I think an aspect of community that can be good, which is that you're not alone, you know? Yes. And that we are stronger together. Say that. (laughs) That is no, it's so real. And, and, and I mean, going back to what I said earlier about the nuclear family, the nuclear family is part of the scam. It is like, this is not how the family structures used to work. And a lot of, um, you know, a lot of BIPOC, 
families still work in a way more like it used to be where it's more like you know the village idea but like the the suburban cul-de-sac like 2.5 children in a picket fence that's a way to keep people separated yeah exactly and, and it's all you know and then there's like over i mean obviously hoas aren't everywhere but hoas a lot of the time are like these quiet shadow governments that help to maintain the status quo they like they tell people that you can't grow food on your own fucking property because like it'll lessen the property values of your like quiet gated community or whatever right when it's really just that they're trying to stop you from building community and feeding yourself like it's it's all all of it's all of it's connected and like the fact is we all have the same struggles and if somebody is talking about an issue that like you feel like doesn't directly affect you like you, what you should do is listen and figure out how if i mean okay you shouldn't need it to relate to you to like care because whatever but even if even if you need it to affect you directly in order to care there's it's it's one step or two steps at most from where somebody else is sitting to where you're sitting in terms of dealing with the vulture class and like just quickly going back to the one other thing that we were talking about like imagine the difference that people's opinions about burning man and the party scene would be if in addition to all the parties and stuff there also was a very heavy ethos of giving back to the community where like at every party or before every party, there was like a giveaway or like you, they, you know what I'm saying? There was like something where like part of the proceeds for every party, part of it goes to your camp or whatever, part of it goes to the party and part of it goes back to the community in some way. Even if it's like, you know, we're going to have a party on Friday. So before the party on Friday, if you're in the neighborhood, stop by and get a meal whatever stop by and get some whatever just as as and people would look more kindly on the aspects of the partying that they didn't get or thought were weird or thought were like you know too out there if they saw the benefit for their community in what was being given back so it's easy just to to be like oh yeah fuck those people like they're just weird and and doing their own thing but if if there was some aspect that was built in of giving back it people would automatically fall in because what's the saying it's from the black panthers if you can feed people you can lead people and if even if you're not trying to lead them you can at least get them to leave you alone <laughs> yeah and i mean that isn't those are the people that gave us like you know school school breakfasts and stuff you know like yes. all that kind of organizing they did and and, yes. and you know again it's like sort of on the ground like okay are we going to wait for universal health care or just bring it to the communities you know, so I mean, that kind of stuff, it's it, it is it's powerful, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I wish more people were talking about, um, you know, the like, I mean, Jimmy, Dore, I got I got beef with Jimmy Dore because he's he's done that thing that a lot of people do, which is he's just tracked right. He's just tracked right. Like and, and it's like that whole populist neither left nor right thing where it's like, OK, neither left nor right. But those people usually will say stuff like, yeah, like I'm not left nor right. So I don't talk about how race affects us because that's a divisive issue. Wait, hold on. Hold on. What you just said is a right wing talking point. Well, beyond all that, another thing that I think is a little twisted about this shit, it's almost like, well, we got to make sure that we can get these right wing bigots on our side by appealing to them economically. And it's like, why are they the people that we have to bend over for when the other people when there are the ones like calling for other people to not exist or to not be at the very least yes. we don't want to see them and we don't want to bake them a cake or whatever that's the right. least of the problems it gets a lot right. worse from there obviously 
And so that's it's it. like that's what I think is just really insulting, you know, and it's like it's just kind of fu- I mean, I'm a white straight guy, but I, I just find it fucking insulting. <laughs> That we have it, to reach I, out to the fucking bigots and, like, make sure that they're okay with our, yes. you know, quote-unquote freak movement when it's just like, dude, get with the fucking times, man. Get out That's of your it. 1950s shit, you know? Leave That's it to it. Beaver is never coming back home. It's done. <laughs> no, I mean, you know? Oh, he true. left the and building. You, you... He went to college, and he's a freak now, you know? It's yeah. like, come on, man. <laughs> that shit is done. I don't know why, like... Of course, you know, it's it's like that kind of like, let's go back to American roots, you know? It's like well, the, just corny-ass shit. Again, Calvinism. Like, come the, fucking on, man. The sad fact of America is that, um, and it's the hardest thing to accept, but I mean, I, I mean, it's the, it's the first thing to accept, which is that um, the people who are taking over our country now like people love to say stuff like oh they're not american this is not the america i know this is not american like they are so un-american no 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 the racists the fascists they are the most quintessentially american people there are because this country was founded on what the theft of land and the subjugation of humans that's where all of the wealth came from which was the oil that was the machine of capitalism was the the slavery so you had free labor and the displacement yeah you you got the land you grabbed the the land and then you just got free labor and you got and 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 that is what all western imperialism is is built on and this is you know sometimes people like hyper focus on oh the manners and oh this is you know like the what is it stupid bill maher it's like oh it's this clash of the civilizations yeah but guess what you're this isn't west isn't the civilized motherfuckers they're the pirates they're the barbaric thank you so if you want to talk about the class of civilizations then let's take this barbaric ass imperialism shit flush it down the toilet done Say with that. it man Say come that. on it's true. man it's true like these true. motherfuckers think they're the fucking civilized ones fuck off yeah how how do you fuck literally off. invent like a bunch of systems like like inventing racism and and capitalism and in order to be like okay okay the inquisition uh, this is hot take the inquisition never stopped it just changed formats so the beginning of the Inquisition, I'm, I'm not, I won't go off on this too long. Uh, no, but like, I don't care. We, we don't get any but, timelines here. We can rap for a while, uh, man. I'm it, not, you it, know, the, I'm a night owl. It's fine. Uh, me, me too. Um, so okay, okay. So, <laughs> so the Inquisition was the beginning of all this bullshit. It was when um, Christianity basically did what it did to indigenous people in the Americas and all over the world to the people of Europe. The first crime that um misogyny that capitalism that imperialism that like all this shit does the first crime it commits is against its own people um the all of the like witch burnings and shit that happened in europe what that was that was the erasure of every indigenous like religion and culture so that it could all be homogenized into a relatively unified white europe and then after they had done that, after these people had suffered the inquisitions and the terror that had been wrought upon them, they were much more willing to see that wrought on the rest of the world. They were basically like, well, that, well, yeah, okay. Like, oh, they're savages. They're godless. They're not Christian. Oh, sure. Do whatever you want to, to them. And that's what happened right after the inquisition ended in europe it basically spread to the americas because 
that was the justification for all that because they were like we have to civilize them right we got to bring them our civilization we got to bring them our culture we got to show them about god so that they can be saved same justification for slavery right and so since it and and it's the same thing that happens mi microcosmically with misogyny when you get like young little boys to destroy their own hearts their their own understanding of what their gender is, how expansive gender is as a thing, period, anyway, how there's not any rules to being a man or a woman or a non-binary or whatever. There's no rules, right? But like at the beginning, they beat out of little boys basic human empathy. So later, boys and men are more willing to do that to other people. And it's like, that's how you create these fucking stormtroopers. Right. Because you have you, you basically like wipe it out of them first and then they're more willing to do it to other people. You hurt these motherfuckers and they're willing, more willing to hurt everybody else. And like people just don't see how this is all still connected. It's as if we all just got dropped here. Right. Like sp like a spawn point in a video game where like yeah, no, no history yeah, that's matters. Another, and that's sometimes what I think is also presented that we're all just dropped into. But it's actually a lot of this stuff goes back, obviously, hundreds of years, you all know. Of it. But, you know, the, the crazy thing is it also doesn't go back all that far either and still happens. Mm. Like, you know, you look at all the Canadian whatever, the indigenous boarding schools or whatever they call them. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, you um, know, yeah. and then they're digging yeah. up bones of children. Res yeah, residential schools. Exactly. So this yeah. shit is real history. It's, you know what I mean? Not that long ago. You're right. You know, like... Uh, just some yeah, of the Black Panthers, you know, like they'd still be alive today, you know? Yeah. That's what's kind of crazy, you know? It's true. It's, it's like, true. so it's just like, that's what's kind of twisted about this shit is it's people are like, oh, you know, like slavery. And it's like, we're all like, we're all good now. Obama was president. We, you know, racism's <laughs> done. And, you know, it's just like, but it's, it's, you know, that becomes, a, it just becomes more twisted layers. You know, you have Eric Adams now talking about Ugh. the evils of migrants and bringing back stop and frisk and it's like okay so this is what neoliberalism progress is is taking identity politics flipping it on its lid from what its original meaning was supposed to be and instead now it's like oh because now we have a plantation owner but he's black so that's yep. progress you right know, as opposed right. to actually right. getting real representation to yes. You know, no, now yeah. we just have complete sellouts. You know, you have like Richie I, Torres talking absolutely. about how great Israel is and he's in APAC's bad pocket, you know, and he's like, whatever, uh, Latino assemblyman from the Bronx, you know, but, you know, saying, yeah, mm -hmm. Israeli apartheid's awesome, you know, but you yeah. have a Latino saying it. So it's it's progress. It's like, you know, progress it, is it not really putting is sellouts in, diff in different colors. <laughs> There's still sellouts. You know what I mean? That's not progress, you know? Absolutely. Real representation. Like, I'm happy to not have white leaders and all that shit. Like, have all kinds of people representing us, but also have them be true to what it's about. You know what I mean? That's that's what's kind of twisted about this shit. Is like, you know, that's like their answer to be like, okay, we're not racist anymore because... We gave you black imperialists and Latin imperialists right. and gay imperialists, and it's 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 fucking warped. You know? I I couldn't agree more. The, the representation is uh, is a prison. As a person who, of course, wants to see more people who look like myself have 
positions of well not I, no i don't want them to have positions of power in this fucking bullshit ass system i want to see more people who look like me just be able to be happy and be good like i don't i, I mean the fact that like the the white black wealth gap it's 10 to 1 you know, but you know what? A lot, a lot of that shit, I, you know, that, uh, and they've had articles about this. I'm not an expert in this, but I think a lot of it has to do with home ownership, you know, yeah. because oh, with the redlining and all the fucked up loans, so then black yes. people, so then it becomes a generational wealth thing. And that's, that's like something that I even like, you know, I don't come from money. My parents don't necessarily come from money, but they were able to scrape together some money and buy a house in Southern California in like 1969 for yeah. you know whatever a fraction of what it's worth now but you know yep. they were able to get but if they were black or mexican maybe they wouldn't be able to buy a house because of those nope. like homeowners associations and shit yeah in fact my That's dad re, you know i remember my dad just passed whatever but i remember like he was like oh, i'm sorry to hear that yeah you know these things happen but like he mm, um yeah he he basically was saying like they had like a little worksheet when they were buying the house beyond like just getting the loan, which is like, and one of the questions were like, uh, are you Catholic? Which he was, yep. and he didn't check it because even back then they were on some WAF shit. Yep. So I'm like, oh, oh yeah. you know, they we don't even want Catholics living here. So much less, they don't want any fucking non-whites yep. living in those neighborhoods. Those, re- yeah, I you, watched know, you know, it's just twisted. It's twisted. Uh, I, I have... Plus, again, plus one to everything you said, and I have been studying a lot about redlining and its effect on generational wealth, and you're totally right. And um, there's a great quote in this documentary I saw, and they said that they would mark some, you know, some people as undesirables, and undesirable sometimes meant, sometimes meant Asian, sometimes meant Jewish, sometimes meant Hispanic, sometimes meant Catholic, but it always meant black. Yeah, for real for real and so you th- that is like and and that's not that's not long ago right yeah in fact, not long ago literally my dad's generation you know yeah yeah like like my my mom told me stories about being it being integrated like one of the first classes to be integrated like you know she was i think almost out of high school by the time it started but like yeah yeah this is not this is not ancient history this is like literally just happened, right? And not only just literally just happened, but it's built on all the things that came before it. Like the like Never the timeline didn't just start at our. That, that listen, well, they just, uh, here's they the just thing. made they make it a little bit slicker as the generations go, but it's the same old story. It's the same old and story. And actually, it's not that it was. It's actually worse now than it was back then. The best time for black people in this country, which is a lot of right. Okay, don't mistake what I'm saying, because a lot of people use this as a talking point uh, the wrong way. But like the best time for black people historically was during Reconstruction, because there was actually the building of wealth and actually an accumulation and aggregation of power. And like, you know, black ownership, black homeownership, black business. Now it's worse than it ever has been. We have more black people under correctional control or in prison than there were at the height of chattel slavery. And since the 13th Amendment, I will never stop saying this because people don't seem to acknowledge it. The 13th Amendment does not make slavery illegal. Read it. It's illegal unless, unless you are duly convicted of a crime. And that is why there are so many fucking people in prison, because we still have slavery. We still is, have slavery. Exactly. It's, it's, it's not even and like that's like 
people think that's some sort of radical talking point. I'm like, read the fucking 13th Amendment. It's literally right there. It's just, it's it's so hard for people to accept. But then think about what people's, like, uh, one of the, 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 one of the, I mean, prisoners and incarcerated people are some of the people I have the most empathy for because, like, nobody gives a shit. Once you go to jail, nobody gives a shit about you. But when you're in there, you get your ass beat. You live in the most horrifying conditions. I mean, that like that one person who was recently literally eaten to death by bugs. They let this man get eaten to death by bed bugs. Eaten alive in a, in a it's, jail. It's fucking hell. It's hell. And, and here's the thing. It's not like this was like this. It wasn't even like, you know, it wasn't that wasn't an execution sentence. This was somebody who might have even just been in, you know, because they couldn't afford bail. You know, exactly. somebody who is in pre-trial. Most people who are in jail are there pre-trial. That's like everybody right? at Rikers for the most part. And there everybody, was a guy there for yes. three years for accused of stealing a backpack and ended up dying. And just Could one of many her. people like Rikers yeah. should have been closed a long time ago, much yeah. less uh, in many of these jails. It's absolutely warped. Like even yeah, another example rough, is like, you know, with all the sort of climate change shit is that you they need firefighters. So then. Guess who's on some of the front lines for some of those California wildfires? Yeah, prisoners making a dollar or two a day, which is more than the forty cents or whatever they make, you know. But then the, here's the, the <laughs> right. fucking warp shit: is then they come out of that. Let's say they get out of prison. They're not allowed to be firefighters because they're felons. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, but... fucked. Sis. If it, you know, and again, when people are like, well, capitalism is not the best system; it's the only system I got. Like, go fuck yourself. The fucking brainwashing <laughs> is just so cr socialism doesn't work because, you know, we've assassinated all their leaders and sanctioned all the countries. <laughs> right. So it just doesn't work. It's like, I, like, do you really fall for this shit? Do people they, really I, fall for these okie dokes? It's just unbelievable, man. They really do. I honestly feel like a, a, and like I feel like not only do they fall for it, I feel like a lot of people have literally never actually thought about it. I really feel like that's the and I think that one of the reasons that like people have so many pushback lines is because they're trying to avoid thinking about it because if they actually think about it, then they will have to change. And yeah, no, I was having people this, really again, got a hard time with that. I was having, the, again, this is the last conversation when I was talking about this, that people are in the bubble. And then if you're outside the bubble and you're trying to tell people, Hey, you're in a bubble, come out instead of them being appreciative, they get pissed at you. They're yeah. like, no, yeah. we want to stay in here. We don't want to come out of the bubble. I'm comfortable in this bubble. Yeah, I'm comfortable in this bubble. And that's even what you were saying before where, you know, even if it have some empathy or try to have some empathy, even if it doesn't directly affect you, BC, that's the fucking trick, isn't it? It's it, There's a lot of people that, hey, it doesn't affect me, so why should I worry about it? Which, again, goes back to this individualism. And it yeah. teaches people to not be empathetic to people that, again, like, well, I'm not in prison. I'm not going to do anything to get in prison. I'm probably not going to get thrown in prison because maybe I'm white or have money or whatever. So why yeah. should I worry about that people? Because it's fucking come on. It's just yeah. they're other. They're human beings. Yeah. It's absolutely fucking beings. warped, man. It's warped. You know, absolutely. yeah, we should we should care that we still have slavery in this country. Why should and people who are prisoners make like whatever pennies on the dollar and then have to pay nine dollars for a tube of toothpaste or whatever? You know, mm -hmm. just everything in prison is just so fucked. It's so yep. fucked. The and, cruelty and is the point, you know? The cruelty is the point. And here's the thing. I even, like, and, and here's what you allow to happen to somebody who lives under the same laws as you will eventually happen to you. Exactly. 
People have it, said there this. Is no, People have said this. There is no way that you can let if you watch somebody on the street get yoinked up by twelve and like for no reason, right? That could happen to you at any point. And everybody else would do what you just did and say nothing. You know, it's just it, it could be you at any moment. And like and the number of people who actually match everything that the overculture wants is a tiny, tiny percentage of people. And I feel like people are people side with the bullies more often, par partially out of fear, partially because the society is built on it, partially we because gotta, of brainwashing. Get back, you know, back the winners, you know. That's that's what it's people. Corny. But here's the thing: we would corny. win if we put like because if you okay, trans people, uh, you know, gay people, then you have poor people, then you have um, you know women and people who can be pregnant. Like the coalition that is the winning coalition is everybody who the system is fucking over. But people don't see that. And They're even, willing and, and to then let. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was going to say, but you know what also should be is also a bunch of like white straight males too. Like, do you love women? Do you have, you know, all these but friends? Not even that. Yes. You know, I mean, it yes. could be just everyone, you know, like on a, totally. on, a, on a theoretical standpoint, you know? No, it no, no, no. Be. And, and, and like that, like, like I, I wish we could appeal to people's better angels and like just let them do that. But here's the thing. If you are a white straight male and you are not wealthy, you are just the same as the rest of us, period. Because you are just as disposable. You have maybe more things. There are fewer reasons that you could get got. But like, say, they want to eminent domain your house. Your house is done. You will get nothing. Bye. You know what I mean? Say they want to, whatever it is, say you decide you want to, they're going to do something in your, in your neighborhood that you don't like. They're going to zone something that you don't want. So you go and you protest. Okay, well, all of a sudden, you're a terrorist just like all the socialists. You could be a right-wing, Republican, white, straight dude. And if you come against the state, you will get got by the same laws that are getting everybody else that you don't care about. Because it's not, it's not, just, that, it's not just that you should care about other people. It's that caring about other people literally is a matter of your own survival. And the biggest, the biggest way to show that, climate change. People don't care about the fact that, like, there's, um, I think, Bar not Barbuda, or some, there was some island that got wiped the fuck off the map by a hurricane. Um, it was like, you know, 80 plus percent devastation due to this hurricane. And people don't care because it was mostly poor people. Like, they might have gone there for like a vacation, right? But they didn't care about the, the people who lived there at that spot. And it's gone now. But that was just, that was climate change getting its legs under it, right? Whatever, all the trash that you do not see handled is going to wash up on your beach. It's going to happen to you. And it's going to happen to you because you did not do anything when you thought it didn't affect you. Because it always does. And because a climate change shows, it's like you can't you can't compartmentalize climate change. We all have the we countries don't exist. Borders are bullshit fiction backed up by flags, violence, and audacity. Okay, the fact that in this world you can literally be shot for taking a few steps in the wrong direction over the wrong line, like we we're used to that. But do you know how psychotic that is? 
You know what I'm saying? Like you, you grow up five miles away from say Mexico, right? Say you live in, in Texas, right? You got to go through every kind of rigmarole in the world to go to like the nearest grocery market. Maybe the nearest grocery market is in Mexico. You got to drive like 45 miles in the other direction into America. Borders are weird. And it's one of those things, again, people don't even think about it. They don't even think about how many fictions we live under that we have been taught to accept. Yeah, and I think, well, I mean, on a certain level, though, I think some of that stuff has been, you know, especially in the Middle East or even like North and South Korea is literally some general, it's like 38th parallel. Like, it's a way to kind of keep countries smaller, you know? So, I mean, I do think like, you know, countries like China and whatever, they're actually providing a bulk work against Western imperialism. So, I mean, yeah. I think, you know, countries in the global south, you know, it's, the nationalism takes on a different role when you're pushing back against Western imperialism. You absolutely. Know what I, mean? I mean, no, no, that, absolutely. And, and in I, that I will sense, say, you know, but I mean, yeah. you know, but I know what you're saying. It is it is like ridiculous. A lot of the shit, you know. And I mean, I, you know, there there is a thing called um, the way that I put it is that, like, you know, if you're being abused, there's a thing called reactive abuse, right? And like reactive abuse is not as is never in in my opinion never as bad as the abuse that engendered it. Like somebody gaslights you, fucks with you, abuses you, pushes you, pushes you, and then you do something like out of character to them. I, sorry, they had it coming. I don't, I don't, I don't know yeah, what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, you. I think people, you know, at a certain point, like I'm not someone that's like, hey, you know let's all get violent or whatever. But at the same time, I'm not someone that is going to say like, sometimes, you know, if that's what it takes, you know, there is like, you know, there's really yeah, no I such thing as a nonviolent revolution on a certain level. It doesn't mean that people are seeking violence, but the the thing is, you know, you look at even the stop cop city. It's like, who is already violent? The state that's, they already that's murdered somebody, exactly. but then the, other, but then the people protesting and raising funds are getting the Rico yes. charges. Yes. So yes. The, that's the, terrifying. So when by the people way. are saying, "Oh, like I don't believe in violence," like the violence is already being enacted upon us. It's already, you know, how many co how many black people get shot? Say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is and violence. That, yeah. But of the, course, that's the, not counted because oh, it's like someone in a uniform, or whatever. And I, I think you were talking. You had like one of the TikToks on the. What is it, the Mississippi Mugwump, or what did you call it? <laughs> no, but, but but like you've actually made the it. Mon the Montgomery Molly Wop. The Montgomery Molly Wop. I love that <laughs> that dude with the chair, man. That's like forever, so dude. Legend. Oh my god, what a hero! Legend. What a hero! But I mean, the thing is, is that what you brought up a good point that a lot of a few other people I saw bring up is that you know people were fighting back because usually, who are you? Who's enacting it? Like cops who are basically immune and can just shoot you and get away with it. So for once, yeah. it was just some like good old boys trying to like get up yes. and like the dude is like Aquaman literally swimming across <laughs> <Yes>. the pier. <laughs> and so it's so, like, of course you're rooting for the, you know what I mean? Course. And that's the side you should be on. Again, even if you're white, like this is the side you should be on. Like, why should you be rooting for the oppressors, the biggest? That's it. Fuck that. That's it. Fuck yeah, that. That's that, I, I mean, you I know. feel like there was a, a lot of unity came out of that. It was really, yeah, it's great to, look, if if we got to fight back more often, it would be different. But most of the time when you, I mean, think about how many fucking snuff films you've That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We, we, we still we, got the, we still got the fucking uh, lynching postcards going around. Now they're, they're little films and shit. Mm, I, th I think there was like even so some real. sort of, uh, 
some political thing where they were showing the Brianne Taylor like video at the fucking like fundraiser and shit. And oh, it's I just like, I fr- you know, it's just like, Oof, it's, well, it's you know twisted. It's... Like, I, I actually don't try to even share the direct video sometimes because I feel like oh, I, yeah. I've seen enough people get beat and get killed on film. I mean, like, yeah, yeah I'm glad there's documented evidence, not that it, anything's going to happen to these people, but. Yeah, I'm glad that at least it was captured and, and all that stuff, but I don't need to keep seeing this shit, man. That's it. It's, I've, I, it is. I mean, you know, the reason that Emmett Till's parents decided to show his body was because it was a different era, right? It was like there it was not there was no Internet where you had already seen 15,000 black people get their asses beat. Like what happened to him was was horrifying and it needed to be seen. And there is like some extent to which that as a strategy was useful. But like, I think like a lot of things, uh, a lot of the old strategies that we think of as the most useful have outlived their purpose. And like, it's one of the reasons that like, I am uh, like a little bit wary of people who are too, too into theory, because like anything written before the internet is out of date. Like we have so many tools and and listen if like some of the stuff they're trying to pass right now passes we're not going to have these tools for that much longer okay like they they're coming for our internet they are coming for the ability to say whatever you want to on the internet they're never going to shut down the internet because that's how they get our money and that's how they propagandize us but they're going to make it so that certain creators certain types of content is gone and you can't get it on the internet anymore and and they've we, already we they've already done that. I mean, you know, like uh, Abby Martin and you know the Empire Files. I mean, is one day YouTube just is like, boom, and then their whole channel, yeah. all their stuff, all the RT America, like you interviewed was yep. it a Lee Lee, Lee Camp, Camp. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and like you know Lee he was Camp's talking great. about how yeah he was talking about how he was shadow banned years ago on Facebook. He has like three hundred thousand followers and he gets like five likes. So, yeah. I mean, these two, and then yeah. even recently, uh, Gray Zone, you know, they had like uh, the GoFundMe thing. You know, they were doing a GoFundMe to, you know, raise to pay some journalists. And it wasn't even like all that much, like 100, 120,000 for like three journalists. And then yeah. they basically froze the funds, except here's the tricky oh, thing. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. They didn't tell any of the people who donated that they froze it. So that anyone who oh. donated. You think they got the money, and it was only because Grayzone actually sent out, hey, they're freezing the money. We don't know if we're going to get it, so just ask for a refund. And this is the kind of games where it's That's like... That's sneaky shit. Oh, God. I mean, I was I will never fucking use GoFundMe again. I, I told yeah. them, I'm like, you got free negative PR for life. Absolutely Seriously. shady move. Seriously. Never use that shit. Oh, my God. That's, Those guys are I mean, fucking awful, man. honestly the fact that they like at at a certain point like and one of the things that like corporations like to do is be like oh well we're neutral we're neutral we don't get involved in things but like if somebody is raising money like for example the the money that was raised for kyle rittenhouse the money that was raised for daniel penny you know what i mean like money that is raised for these these white murderers you know like the gofundme is all too happy to handle that you know and i'm like you you, you can't you can't say you're neutral. You yeah, can't well, be neutral right now. Yeah, I mean, people have said that. I think Ronnie Kalik has said that, like, ob, you know, for, for journalism, like, objectivity is bullshit. Because if you're objective, then you're already just kind of saying you're neither left or right. You're already showing your cards because 
There's so much, you know, how are you going to take no stance? Well, I, we're just, we don't have any stance, so that's why we're raising money for somebody like Carl Rittenhouse. Well, you have yeah. taken a stance, haven't you? <laughs> right. You, you exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. And, of course, like, you exactly. know, when the powers that be, or they, they get the call, like, you know, like, hey, cancel this gray zone thing. Well, then you're taking a stance, too. Well, that's controversial. You're mm-hmm. taking a fucking stance. Yeah. So there they, is no such thing as objectivity. And actually, when we're living in a very fucked up, oppressive, racist world, you shouldn't be objective. You shouldn't you. always be looking for both sides. Should we Thank interview you. the slave owners and the slaves? Right. You right. know, let's let's hear right. from the plantation owner because we haven't heard from them enough. Right. I think slavery's pretty good. You know, you know it's working out for me. I'm, I'm making fucking banks, son. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh no, no. You're. I mean, so right. That <laughs> and that's that's what objectivity brings us. It brings us both sides. You know. Yeah, being staying neutral. I I sometimes say that like in a in a better world, I would I might be a centrist. Like I'm not. Like people think I'm radical. I'm like I'm not radical. Like I'm just trying to be reasonable. Like I don't want anybody suffering. I would like to continue to have a planet to live on. I would like to be able to be black and queer in in public and not worry about getting like having to fight somebody. You know, I would just like to live. I would like people to be able to have food that is healthy for them. I would like people to be able to live a life that makes them feel respected and like they're able to express themselves like you only get one fucking life there's only there's only one of you you know you're not supposed to be a cog somewhere you're supposed to be figuring out your purpose you're supposed to be living a a louder life you're supposed to be living in community and community does not just mean your family of origin because that is just that construct the importance of that construct is honestly going back to burning man one of the things that i will always like have a soft spot for the burning man community for is like just there is a sense of community when you get among people who are like not judgmental for a lot of the superficial reasons that other people are judgmental a place where you can appreciate about that too yeah yeah Yeah. it's i mean it's it was like it was genuinely healing for me in some ways to find those spaces and like you know get to do this and and to try out creativity in ways that like you know the 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 regular world just does not have a, a space and a place for you know um but also at a certain point you got to graduate beyond that um no i mean I, and i'll still like go out there and stuff and uh, you know like i'm involved with the radio station with bmir and they're a great crew yeah. and like i said if you if you find the places you like to hang and and have fun out there but i really do wish their politics are were a lot better and there's definitely a lot of people in that scene I've drifted from. Specifically, like I was saying, like I got kicked off of DJing that play party, you yeah. know, because of my Ukraine posts. And it's just like, it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely it ridiculous. It has nothing to do it with is. the party. Yeah, nothing. You know, like, I, I don't or, yeah. think your politics are particularly great. Not you, but like the people throwing the party. But like, do, yeah. am, I, am I going on the mic and saying like, you know. Fuck Ukraine? Right. No, I mean, right. and then right. like on top of that, like I said, they were they were complaining that I was playing like too much hip hop one night and playing too many songs Just... with the N word. What's up, like, Am I supposed to play the radio version while people are fucking in the next room? Right. I mean, it's just like, right. it's like right. these people are absolutely fucking ridiculous. I mean, obviously that was just a pretext, you know. No, of like... course they're just trying to come up with shit. Like, oh yeah, and also you yeah. you suck as a DJ. It's like, oh, get out of here, dude. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, that that's obviously not true. 
but no, like I'm not saying, it's just funny. Yeah, it's just funny, the... man. Like it just it gets tiring when you get like these people that again, and it's sort of the definition of liberalism for me, which is people who think they're a lot more progressive than they actually are. To the point that terms like progressive don't mean anything anymore. Yeah, <laughs> because these it, people yeah. call themselves progressive. And it's like, are you? You're falling for yeah. just the typical brainwashed mainstream media bullshit. So, it's pro- I mean, progressive I is, progressives are just it, liberals. They're just like, it is. With a, it's like just a liberalism. Bit better. In, yeah, a, a little, little bit, bit better. better in terms of social things, even than liberals. But, like, if, talks, if you're talking about the, the only thing that's going to work for us right now is dismantling this system that's literally the only thing that's going to save our lives and i'm and i and like i given between climate change the seven of the hottest days in recorded history were in the past fucking week just climate change alone the pandemic that people ignored it's kicking back up again more people are going to get sick more people are going to get long covid more people are going to croak it right like all of these things that people just look aside for, just look away from you're gonna have to do something about it and i think a lot of people now are the, like the idea of just going along like i i say this a lot going along to getting get along is what is killing us you can't we can't just do that anymore none of the systems work for any of us even the ones we think do yeah, like and we're I mean, lying to ourselves. And, and, and it becomes do. like a pressure cooker, which is why things start to move more fascist. I mean, think about, you know, there's a direct correlation with the rents and homelessness. The rents get yes. more and more skyrocketed. People are already yes. on the edge. And then you're going to have people fall off the edge. And then you have more homeless. And then that becomes criminalized. And we're not, again, the homeless is kind of like almost like it's not the same as, as trans issues, but it's, it's the same in the sense that. We're not supposed to care about them because they're homeless. We got to deal it. with this problem. It, it's a dehumanizing aspect, and That's it. it's, it's, it's it's supposed yes. to like not, you know. Again, like oh yeah, it's terrible that you know that these prison conditions are deplorable. But like I forget someone I follow on Twitter who's like a really good writer activist, uh, William C. Sun, I think is his tagline. But you know he wrote a really good article talking about. Everything that happens in prisons, you should pay attention to because, as you're saying, it's very easy that will translate into that's what they're going to do to the rest of the fucking population. That's it. And the, that's and it. and you are looking the other way while they test to see just how bad they can make things be. You know. Mm-hmm. So maybe again, I mean, you should have empathy anyway because they're other human beings. But if you don't, <laughs> and you, you're just you, more self you're more self-serving then you should think about your own survival then that's think it. about it like that if you're a self-serving motherfucker then you you're know? gonna get got you're gonna get got you know you but can't you, let somebody you shouldn't you, even be that yeah. you should have some fucking empathy man i don't know you should but you know at this point i'm, I'm like I, I, the most jaded thing about me right now is that like i i've i just i don't even really frame things in terms of empathy anymore because i'm just like all right look <laughs> like yeah I, yeah let's just let's just get to you know let's get to how this affects let, you because yeah, i know that's what I know. <laughs> oh man it's a damn shame it's, it's horrible it's, no that's what i said well that's what my that's me and arguing online like you know it's like let's just not let's just not yeah you know you get to a certain point where you're like well that's that's just how i've had too many examples so it's <laughs> Anyways, I mean, I, I know we've been talking for a while, but, uh, you know, well, a couple things. Um, I know, uh, 
some other interests like you were you were saying you 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 play like D and D and stuff or you were you were yeah. in doing that. Um, I so did that as I, a kid, you know, and I it, for a while it was kind of funny. I was making all my flyers based on all the eighties D and D art that I was like. You know, because yes. I think there was that documentary on all the old school D and D art, like Dave Trampier and all that stuff from the old monster manuals and stuff. But I was doing the Satanic was, Panic. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a thing. That's right. <laughs> that really was a thing in the eighties. That's right. People there's a really good no. Out. There's a really good Frontline episode on that. Actually, these these doctors basically used that and said that oh, you're you know you you're like. You're being indoctrinated in satanic cults as a way to feed people lots of drugs. Oh and then God. they were bilking the insurance companies and just feeding all these people drugs. But it was all, huh. it was all based on that kind of satanic panic shit. But, uh, yeah, D&D was also associated with that, which I don't know why they, they actually gave hit, hit points and statistics to Asmodeus. <laughs> like, and Tiamat oh, right. and every, right. every, every, right. In, every right. incarnation of, like, devils and demons, <laughs> demon type four and shit. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like it's all mythology anyway. Like yeah, I, it's like, mythology. I, like I, I mean, I, I, the, the Bible's got some fucking wild ass stories in it. Yeah, you know, like, Book of Revelation I, is crazy. It's, as it's I mean, just as there. mythology <laughs> in general, the Bible is, is rich with the, with some with some wild stuff. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't. So I don't really play D and don't really have the time and like getting a party together. But I have been playing Baldur's Gate three, which is the it's great. It's like the most faithful D and D game oh, probably okay. ever made. Nice. It's great. Highly recommend. All right, Highly. I'll check that out. Yeah, I'll check I've been, that out. I mean, I've been playing Diablo four too, but Diablo four is more just like hack and slash kill beast. Like Baldur's Gate three is like story rich. Your actions make a difference. You can get creative with stuff. Like like if somebody's fi on fire, you can just literally throw water at them and the fire. You know, it's just you can just you can actually interact with the world in in ways that are realer than um, than most games I've encountered. Yeah, I grew up like playing video games like, you know, Atari and all that stuff, but uh, I hadn't really oh, yeah. played them in a long time. But then with the COVID and like sitting around, I kind of got into a few games. I've been playing this game, Pico Tanks, which is just what, like a, which, it's game? like it's a Pico Pico Tanks. It's kind of like a three on three tank game. It kind of reminds mm. me of Atari's combat, but kind of souped up yes. and, but the oh thing God, is you can yeah you can kind of play it's kind of fun to just you're playing with people all over the world and there's people yeah. in like india and all these different people that are you know ridiculously good so it's fun you know it's something to uh, do. i i have been a gamer uh, you know whenever my favorite game is is civilization the civilization series um that's like my my all-time favorite game series um but Baldur's Gate 3 is great i mean diablo 4 is 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 pretty fun. Um, I just got my first character luck to level hundred. Um, <laughs> you know, a little Baldur's Gate. In I mean, it's in a good way to blow off steam sometimes, or just oh, kill some time. You know, absolutely, it can be very frustrating. And you know, one one of the things is I I didn't even really care, but then through this game, I got on Discord. So then I was on some of these chat rooms, and what was kind of funny is like you know some of these games were kind of like they they almost were like. Uh, there's people that were almost like high school jock dicks, you know, like mm -hmm. with that kind of attitude, which I just yeah. thought was funny because like in the 80s, you know, it was like 
oh, it's just some nerd shit, you know? But now right. it's like, it's almost like gaming has become normalized that you do have like, oh, I beat your ass. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, like yeah. I guess that was what Gamergate was sort of about, some of that shit, whereas you just, there is kind of like a macho dick culture in video that, games, which I, I wasn't, I was like, oh, wow. that I, I was kind of like surprising, not in a good way, but I was like, wow, there's some real people who are real pricks. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> that play yep. these games, and you know, and you end up playing them because they're good or whatever, and they team up with other pricks, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, am I in some bad '80s movie where it's like, you know, no, for real, Breakfast it's Club like... or some shit. <laughs> Biff Tannen and the bunch, yes, Biff except for in like yes, Call yes. of Duty. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that was true. kind I mean, of funny to kind of like realize that because I hadn't played video games in a while. Like, oh, there's this whole other culture with video games now. You know. I mean, Gamer Gamergate was it was pretty sad to me because it was like there's, um, you know, gamer culture didn't have to be like it is, but like the honestly, the right wing put money into it. They like had people go into these spaces and basically make them toxic, you know. And like, also, it wasn't like the army recruiting through Call of Duty and shit too. Mm -hmm. So that's another mm -hmm. real warped ass shit too. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah. It didn't. And and I mean, I haven't. You know, actually, I have a Discord community that is, um, you know, like we we do gaming is like the least of what we do these days. But like, um, yeah, Discord. I I actually highly recommend that people start, um every kind of like i'm telling you the one thing we should have learned if nothing else we should have learned a lot of things from <laughs> the pandemic that we didn't learn but whatever the one thing that we should have learned is that like you can actually like build relationships by spending time online with people and for a person who's like introverted people with who are like autistic or disabled it's or a have great just, tool. like it's a fantastic tool like i you know i don't want to I don't want to, like, I, I hate being in crowds. Can't stand it. Literally can't stand it. I, and, like, hang out with people online. I love it. I love it. You know? You can, you, you can, like, and when your social battery dies, you can just log out. Yeah. And it, it's, like, the, the, a lot of, the, I swear a lot of the ideas we have about, like, um, you know, life online just come from the fact that, like, it's so, it's so new. Yeah, that's all, what I'm saying. All We're of us the, can still hear our parents infancy. being, like, you know, turn, go turn off that Nintendo, that playing that damn Hindindu all the damn time, <laughs> you know, where it's just like, <laughs> like, okay, like, this is not just Nintendo anymore. Like, I'm literally, I have the combined knowledge of humanity at my fingertips now. Yeah, like, no, I've met, I can I've, literally talk to people halfway around the world. Yeah, like, no, I've met some cool people. This is not just a game anymore. And, you know, <laughs> chat with some people, you know, in the Netherlands and whatever, and they're cool people. And yeah. It is. I mean, but I, but like I have like some of my best friends have come from the Discord groups that I've been in from like TikTok. I have made some great friends uh, who were mutuals on TikTok. You know what I mean? Um, and just all that sort of thing. And like, one of my one of my tick tick we became friends on TikTok. We joined the same Discord server, and now they just like they moved from um, from the West Coast to the East Coast. And now they live like 10, 15 blocks from me. So like we hang out, they go on walks with dogs for, with me now. You know what I mean? It's like that, like the, the online world and the offline world are not different. It is the same world. And it can and merge people, and you can be it, used, it, used it together, merged. you know, it is, it, it is intrinsically and inherently fused together. It's not like it, it, people, I think people feel like it's separate, but it's not, you know, it's like, 
how do you think all these these right these neo-nazis and shit all yeah. these people how, how no do doubt. you think they're not no doing doubt. it all in purpose they're they're getting these people in these 4chan chat rooms right on these that they, they have learned what the even liberals have not learned which is online is a great way to organize you are getting at people when they're in their fucking pajamas you know they're half naked sitting there like at their computer like just ready to to, to receive ready to communicate right they are in their most that's one of the reasons that television and advertising on television was so because it's when people are more suggestible Right. right when people don't have all their defenses up because they're like out in the world it is so much harder to convince some, someone of something like in meat space right now don't get me wrong in meat space people are more civil because since they can actually see the person right like right they will be a no, little there's, bit nicer there's a whole an, an anima and an, an, i can't i can't talk today but you know the, anonym, the, the anonymous yeah to. you know it's just like it kind of Create oh, something. Sorry. No, yeah, it just creates people being dicks, you know, because hey, it's like yeah. I don't know you, I'll never see you. So, I mean, that right. again kind of goes back to why I don't want to argue online because half the time it's people I don't even know at all, you know, yeah, or, or, or or no, very very cursorily in this world, and it's like I don't even like. When's the last time we even talked? And now you're coming on my wall to argue about something. Right. It's like it's like. So, I mean, there's that aspect, but then there's the other aspect where you meet people you actually want to hang out with and you want to build That's with. It. So it's, it is a tool. It can That's be it. a good tool, you know? I mean, you know, if, it's like if we think about it. Like, I met you in person, but then it was, like, online connection that, like, got us into this conversation here, which we yeah. are doing online. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so meta, bro. So meta. It's been a fabulous, fabulous conversation. And uh, where can people find oh, your yeah. stuff, basically? Um, okay, so you can find anything that I do um, at my link tree, which is uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash F-O-I-L-G. That's focused on infinity, Logan Grendel, but the initials thereof. Link tree, uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash F-O-I-L-G. Um, I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. Focused on Infinity is basically my handle everywhere. Um, I just left Twitter slash X because they asked me to authenticate. And I'm like, I'm not giving my biometrics, buddy. Sorry. Um, so I'm on Blue Sky. I'm on Mastodon. Just You can look for me um, anywhere, basically, uh, under Focused on Infinity. Great. Great. And, uh, you know, check it out because you are doing great shit, man. And uh, I appreciate that. Really, oh, really oh, nice. Also, okay, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, yes, you can also, um, my music, you can find on any of the streaming services, uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever, um, just Logan Grendel, uh, search Logan Grendel, you'll find it, and it's lots of different genres, so if you don't like one, you might not like the next one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a fan of Freeform, man. You know, many yeah. styles, many styles. Well, it was really, really wonderful talking to you, man. Uh, great catching up. And, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully catch up in the real world at some point. Maybe I'll, Let's do I'll, it. I, I got to get another one of your shots when you're you're pimped out with your, like, six dogs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Thank you. To hear the exclusive Stark Reality playlist from Logan Grendel, featuring a very eclectic mix of rock, hip-hop, soul, electronic, metal, and more, Go to episode 62 of Stark Reality.
For more information about Logan Grendel and his Focused on Infinity podcast, follow him at Focused on Infinity on Instagram and TikTok. Don't forget to subscribe to both Stark Reality and Stark Reality playlists on Apple Podcasts, on Mixcloud, or live and direct on jasoncharles.net podcast network music channel. You've been listening to Small Changes, Stark Reality on jasoncharles.net. JasonCharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. Oh, wow. That's deep. Very, very deep.